Okay, guys. So this is a little bit unprecedented, but it's kind of fitting, considering we're in the midst of unprecedented times right now. This is not going to be a regular episode. That is still happening, and it is still coming out this Thursday, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about something that I love, something that is very near and dear to me. We're going to be talking about Run the Jewels, a hip-hop duo that is far more than just a hip-hop duo. Something that has, for a lot of reasons, helped change my life. I'm going to be talking about that, I'm going to be celebrating the new album, I'm going to be celebrating what they've done so far, what they mean to me. But that's on Thursday. And this is now. And now is... Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to try... <laughs> yeah emphasis on the word try and talk about it with as much composure as I possibly can and talk about it as articulately as I can. Um, but given the, just the, 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 the maelstrom of emotions that has been swirling around in the last week, uh, it may be difficult, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try and talk with as much composure as possible. So, at the time of recording this, it is the Monday following the week in which George Floyd, another, another unarmed black male, was murdered by racist police officers. It's almost a week since George became another, another victim to a game that has been rigged from the start. A system that has, for hundreds of years now, let's be honest, hundreds of years, engineered, reinforced, and maintained an agenda of hierarchy, that there are certain people that are above other people. An agenda which has consistently been reinforced, controlled, and maintained through numerous nefarious methods, such as lack of opportunities in terms of employment and education, housing district zones, uh, segregation, brutality, beatings, and as we've seen in the most sickening fashion, again, murder. Since the murder of George Floyd, one of the four officers responsible has been charged. The other three haven't, but over 4,000 protesters have been arrested. Now, putting aside the idea of, oh, I don't know, say fairness and justice, just for one moment... In what world is that even logical? Just, it's mind-boggling and it's disgusting, as is the whole response to the demonstrations and the protests. And I'm not talking about the looting here, I'm not talking about the vandalism. That is not the story here. The story here, really, for me, the thing that just really has just resonated in such sickening fashion is just the response from so many police officers. And this is not me tiring every single police officer out there. There are, of course, officers who are trying to listen, who are trying to preserve a sense of peace and calm, who are trying to de-escalate. But there are so many, and I have seen so many incidents of officers just acting in the most vile fashion. 
when you are plowing through human beings with a car, when you are trampling over people with horses, when you are pushing people into walls, when you are firing rubber bullets and tear gas into crowds of people, when you are pulling down the face mask of an unarmed, peaceful protester stood before you with his hands in the air and then macing him, that is not upholding the law. That is abusing the law. When you take advantage of a position or a stance of authority to divide, to conquer, to harass, to humiliate, to separate, to batter, assault, beat, and in the most sickening cases, murder somebody, that is not upholding the law. That is abusing the law. When you exonerate the criminals that do this, that is not upholding the law. That is abusing the law. If you were out there, out in the streets, standing up, speaking out, then know that your voice is making a difference. Joining amongst everybody else who's had enough of this, you are making a huge, huge difference. And you probably already know this. You probably have already seen the infographic that I'm taking this from, but if you haven't, and you... You know, just because I want anybody that is out there to be as safe as possible, to look after yourselves, to look after other people that are with you. And so I found this infographic. And as I say, you're probably fully aware of this. You've probably seen it. But for those who haven't, I wanted to sort of relay some of the do's and don'ts to protesting and demonstrating safely. So under the what to wear section, you've got nondescript, solid color, layered clothing, covering identifying tattoos, heat resistant gloves. Goggles and mask. Have your emergency contacts written down, just in case, and God forbid, but just in case something happens to you, you have those available for somebody to get in touch with your emergency contacts and they can get you to safety and they can let your loved ones know. Hopefully, you will never need those, but just in case. And the last one in the what to wear section is tie your hair up. In the want to bring section, we've got water for drinking and tear gas. Hopefully, again, you won't need the water for the latter, but just in case. Snacks, obviously, got to keep your energy up. A washcloth, earplugs, cash, change, an ID, bandages, and first aid supplies. And of course, a protest sign. What not to bring? Your cell phone without first turning off the face or touch ID, going on airplane mode and disabling data. Jewelry. Anything you don't want to be arrested with, obviously. And contact lenses. Admittedly, most of these are pretty straightforward and obvious, but as I said, if you are going out there, if you're thinking of going out there, joining a demonstration, then I want you to be as safe as possible. I want you to look after yourself. I want you to look after those around you. That is of the utmost importance. If you are not out there and you do not plan on going out there, but you want to make a difference somehow, you want to help, you want to put some actions behind your thoughts and words, uh, you want to have your voice heard in some way and make a difference, then I am going to direct you to a list of organisations which are currently accepting donations 
uh, of which every dollar counts. I cannot claim any credit for making this list. I am taking this from Kamara X Taurus on Twitter. I'm going to link to it. I'm going to link to all of the organisations she mentions, but I'm going to name just a few on here. And if you um, want to dig deeper into what they do and you want to explore them more and think about giving them some cash, that would make a huge difference. So if you're not wanting to go out there, but you're wanting to make a difference, then this is the perfect way to do that. I'm going to list everything in Kamara's list over on the website we now have for the show, which is dimed-out.com. Fresh, just made it. It's still a work in progress. Um... And will continue to be so for some time. But if you head over there, dimed-out.com, look for this episode. And if you go into the show notes for it, I will either link directly to Kamara's tweet with all of the organizations in there, or I will link them individually myself. Either way, all of them mentioned by uh, Kamara will be there for you to go check out in more detail and uh, get a better idea of what each organization does. But I'm going to mention just a few, a few that are actively working really hard right now on the front lines. The first one is probably one you've heard of. It is the Minnesota Freedom Fund, and right now they are providing direct bail for protesters and are actively working in general to end discriminatory, coercive, and oppressive jailing. The second one is Reclaim the Block, and this is a grassroots organisation that is advocating for Minneapolis to invest in long-term alternatives to policing. The third one is Black Visions Collective, which are a black-led, queer and trans-centred organising network who have been raising funds to support the Black Lives Matter chapter in Minneapolis and Reclaim the Block. I'm going to throw out two more, but as I say, all of them will be linked and featured over on the website, dimetyphonout.com. Um, You can go check them out at your leisure, read more about them, read more about what they do and what your money will be going towards. All right, so the last two that I have for you for the time being, as I say, go check out that list. There's plenty, plenty more on there. But the last two that I'm going to mention here are the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and the North Star Health Collective. They work in alliance with anti-authoritarian organizations, providing safe and healthy spaces. And at the moment, their medics, their team of staff, their personnel are out on the front lines helping demonstrators who need it the most. So, yeah, those are a few things, a few organizations you could be helping in the here and now, in the immediacy of all of this. But as consuming as the immediacy of the situation is, as consuming as the here and now is, we also need to be looking outside of short term and we need to be looking at long term. And by we, I do very much mean white people. And by we, I am very much including myself here. For as fantastic as it has been to see this week so many people standing up and standing together, as fantastic as it has been to see actions moving forward, a conversation and a shift that is way overdue. This alone isn't going to change everything. This alone is not going to be a cure-all. It's a spark, it's a catalyst, but the long-term solution comes from long-term behavior. The key to which is empathy and education. Empathy in the sense of stepping out of yourself Stepping outside of the things that interest you, that you can relate to, that you connect to. Stepping out of the things you know and opening yourself up to the things that you don't. Talking to people that don't look like you. Talking to people that don't come from the same background as you. Talking to people that have had different experiences to you. But more importantly, 
listening to people that don't look like you, listening to people from different backgrounds to you, listening to people who have had different experiences to you. And I think this is the most important part, listening not just with your ears, but with your heart. Listening as a human being, you may not be able to identify with the life they've lived, but as a human being, you can empathize. You can try and understand. You can let them explain to you how it feels, what it is they've seen, what it is they've been through. And through that understanding, through that gathering of someone else's experience, through that emotional intelligence, you can move forward with a different perspective. And really, perspective is the key to unlocking change. Not only just taking in people's perspective in the here and now, in the present, but educating yourself about history, about the past, learning about black culture, learning about black history, reading books, reading memoirs, published memoirs that detail experience, endurance and excellence, looking at how black people have excelled as well as endured, taking in the full spectrum of their experience, opening up dialogues, listening with empathy and compassion, supporting black businesses and commercial endeavours, these are all things that are so easy to do, that we can do so, so easily, myself and so many others. And if we do this and we show support, and I say compassion and empathy, these are cornerstones for change, empathy and education. We can apply these and we can prolong them and keep them going and build momentum from this and turn this into a long-term change of behavior then hope can really, really manifest from that. And hopefully it will. Because it's about goddamn time it did. I have no idea how to end this mini-episode. I have no convenient way to tie things together. I have no ribbon to tie around the last section. The only thing I can end this with is hope. Hope that this is a catalyst for change. Hope that things will change. And hope that if you're out there on the front lines, protesting, demonstrating, that you look after yourself and that you look after those around you. Because right now there is strength in numbers and we need to maintain that.